down with the Machine gun rap for all my in the back, stadium pack, linebacker, a flash sack, see through yellow lines, rock a fly jersey in the summertime, guard, magic marker rap, bleed dime. relax, wrote this, coming at your crab ass, coping, snatch your ice off, chilling in the back, throw the lights off, wait, water plant, round flowing, slow motion, thick snare, I feel it like a snail in the ocean, what's your wish, wanna cringle like Chris, melodic single, dark snap, just like, if some rich, you done set, yo, select the wrong department, and just woke up your dress, shit out, that canal chain where your vest at flex and make me want to bless that the dumb who same like the touch we flame it all the crap that the world in the palm of your hand 23 million of you to land the seed in the black woman Niggas is back. <laughs> I'm gonna do this because you pointed it out last time. I'm gonna keep doing this shit. Because it's your fault. It's not my fault. It really is it's your fault. It's not my fault. You brought it up, and so I'm gonna continue to do this shit until it annoys me. Sway, what up? But, uh, nigga, my dreads ain't there. If anything, you sway. No, no, no. I'm fat Wale. Yeah, okay, nigga. I'm yeah, fat okay. Wale. He's actually bigger than you. Um, I'm still fat Wale. This nigga weighs like a buck twenty, soaking wet. Don't pay him no attention. Actually, His hair is the most heavy thing on. I actually him. weigh like a like one fifty five. Okay, so. again, and most of that is thirty pounds of that is your hair. <laughs> Let's be clear. You know what? It's, I, no, I, agree I don't. With that. I don't I agree with that. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, agree that's with what that. I thought. Okay. Um, but as always, I am Will K the King, alongside C Wade. All day, baby. And this is the Down with the King podcast, episode 31. 31. 31. 13 reversed. Lucky number? You know how we do, back like we never left. Uh-huh. And all the other shit, you know. Um, back with another episode. More regularly this time. Yeah, more regularly. Trying to trying to make this a thing. We're three for three so far. Let's keep let's keep the momentum going, you know. Let's um do it. the fucked up part about doing it weekly is that it's hard to come up with shit to talk about. Yeah, because it's so <laughs> everything don't happen so, as quick as you would like it to. Yeah. Like, Cause the way but, we were doing it before, it was like we got a whole month full of material. That's true. Um, which is but then it comes dated, so I don't like that either. Yeah, but you know, people they they, they we we need to share our thoughts. This people. is true. So whatever the case may be, as usual, we here um and all the other good shit. Um what's, what's been going on? How's your weekend been so far? So far so good. Uh, you know, just living life. Just actually did some adulting this week. Um Yeah, so got that out the way. I'm just I'm just I'm coasting right now. That's that's how I am. I'm, You're I'm coasting. Just, I'm coasting right now. 
you know, I'm, I'm taking a break from uh, doing you know commissions and all that other stuff. Um, just just a reset moment for the weekend. That's all. All right, well, cool. That's uh, that's always a good thing. Yeah, as long as you're in a good space. Um, yeah, I'm, creatively, I'm in a in a great space right now. Um, I'm just banging out a whole lot of ideas. Uh, for everything I'm I'm involved in, so just I'm just cranking them out day by day, you know. Oh, well, that's cool. That's a good look. Yeah. Um, I am. I'm chilling. Uh. I'm chilling. That's the best yeah, thing this, I can say. This man chilling. I, I I have a few things I'm trying to work on. Um, but you know, it's the one thing you have to you have to kind of progress as you need to. Um, so I have a bunch of ideas I'm working out right now and kind of just planning and putting things together for the future because I want to have kind of a roadmap for how things are going to go over the next year. And so I mean, you are the idea, man. Yeah, that's kind of how it works, I guess. Uh, so with that being said, you know, um, week was okay. Kind of had a sad moment because one of my um, my favorite employees is leaving. Mm. Um, she just she she stressed out and she just felt like this is the best move for her. She consulted with her husband and then her dad and then she was just like, you know what? I just need to step away because it's starting to affect my person for me personally and it's affect my life outside of work and I just don't like it. So she Agreed. felt like this is the best move for her. So I said, well, as long as you're happy and you feel like that's truly how you feel and I'm good with that. You yeah, know? more power. I just hope it was anything that you know, no, like I, I, I always felt like you had to do what was best for you. And if you feel at any moment that your job has gotten to the point where it's so stressful that it's affecting you personally or, or it's affecting how your mood and things like that, then if you got to walk away, you got to walk away because uh-huh. uh, you shouldn't sit there and for And she's in a position now where she can at least do it. Um, so it's not going to be too bad, at least for now, while she's looking. She has a couple opportunities, uh, uh, interviews coming up. So hopefully one of those pans out and she'll be, she won't be off her feet too long or whatever. Thankfully, she has her husband there to support her right now. So she's fine but yeah um my other my other employee had her child on um, monday um evening oh, um congratulations. Her second, uh, congratulations to her our second daughter um right. and it, you know she was ready to pop any minute now so we were off a day because we thought she would have a kid on the weekend she came in monday and then had it afternoon mm. we had to for they had to force her to go home because she was in labor basically at work mm. but congrats to her um so a couple good op- you know you know kind of Sad, good, being sad, but you know, once I talked to my employee and found out why she was leaving, I was, I was, I was okay with it. So, uh, well, you know what they say the, about the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and respecting, expecting a different result. So, yeah. um, and now we're okay. And okay, like I said, she does best for her, and I, I applaud her for that. Um, one of my coworkers got a promotion or a new job, so that was, that's always a good look. I'm happy, I'm happy for her. So, a couple of different, a couple of different things, you know, up and down, up and down, kind of little bit um outside of that just you know always observing shit you know keeping my um ear to the grindstone so to speak as they say mm-hmm. um so it's not a lot to talk about this week but there's a few things i did want to touch on so one of the so, biggest things that happened this week is the lion king um movie came out came out yesterday yeah um, yeah. So I haven't seen it yet. I, I honestly don't know if I'm going to see it or when I'm going to see it. If I do, I assume at some point I'm going to see it. I just don't know. Yeah. I'm probably going to end up seeing it once the hype dies down. Right. 
I'm not like unless somebody asks me, hey, you want to go see it? And I'll probably go, but it's not something I'm right. gonna, like. It's not on my must see like with something like Avengers Endgame. It was on right. my list it's of things like, to do, so I had to go see it, and I would go see it by myself. Hey, let's be clear, Endgame was the end all, be all. Like yeah, Lion like, King is not that for me anyway, personally. But is to, to me this Lion King remake? It shows promise. But I'm not checking for it. See, and my thing is this. Like, they're kind of up against it in a lot of ways. Because even before the movie came out, a lot of people were criticizing it. Because oh, of course. the thing is, like, it's 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 behind the eight ball. Because so many for so many people that grew up and watched The Lion King, that movie is beloved to them. Yeah. So remaking a movie that's that beloved by people is... It's hard to love to the original. Let me ask you this: How do you feel about these these new live action remakes that they've been doing over at Disney? I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Um, I just think it's hard, depending on how beloved the movie was. Uh, Lion King is probably the greatest Disney movie of all time. Of all time. So for a lot of people, that movie is their childhood. So remaking it into a live action film is it's just so many people are going to automatically be critical or they're going to hold it to a certain standard that you're never going to be able to live up to. Right. Because in their mind, no matter what you do, you'll never be able to be match the original, which I understand. It's hard to match the original of anything if it was that great. Um, if the movie was terrible or was eh, you can improve upon it. Right. But if it was a movie that's considered legendary, no, you there's can't. no way you're going to actually match in people's mind what the original was. So that's the first thing. Now, they got this all-star cast of amazing actors and creators of people so on one hand it's like yeah you got to and that's the thing that's the same thing that happened when the original came out mm-hmm. they had all these actors who were the, like the talk of the town at that point when Jonathan Taylor Thomas got the role as young Simba Jonathan Taylor Thomas was like the biggest child star in the world right he was point. he was up there with Macaulay Cook right he was he, he was, was he a was huge star so at that point yeah they did have the, the the best of the best at that point in the in the industry it's the same thing now yeah um the first criticism you hear is people talking about beyonce can't act first of all it's a voiceover so her acting ability has shit to do with that right she's not in front of the camera she's yeah. on the mic so you, then you have people and you had people talking about her voice and all these other things it's like really now you're talking about her voice is too dead. Her voice is this, or her voice, like y'all. I feel like her voice is dead. Yeah, it's too thick, or is this? And it's like, huh? Because what happens is, and, I, and, I, and this goes to a larger conversation. I think when it comes to the Beyonce thing, Beyonce is so good at everything she does. People are going to take. And look, I'm not a Beyonce fan by any stretch nah, of the we're, imagination. We're not part of the hive by any means. But, but. I am not. Stu- I'm not. I'm not ignorant to say she's the greatest entertainer of our generation. If you deny her talent, you're just being an ass because you want to be difficult. You don't want to recognize, and that's just you being a hater at that point. Mm. So I think what it is, there's a lot of people that really have just been looking for a reason to hate on Beyonce and her acting, quote unquote, or like her ability to act. Yet or lack thereof is the one thing they can get on her about. So when this was announced, the first thing they come out the woodwork, Beyonce can't act or blah blah blah. And it's like somebody was like, "Well, no, but she's not acting. It's a voiceover. Oh, well, her voice is too thick. Like y'all, I feel like y'all reaching at this point, just looking for something. And it's compared, like really? compared to who? 
I don't know. They just they just too thick. It's just stupid. It, it, like her accent is too country and, and thick and this what? and the thing. I'm nah, like, huh? nah, nah, fam. Nah. Like I felt like they just have nothing better to do, so they're just looking for shit, and it's funny. Um, but you know, they had this all-star cast of amazing people, so you you're hoping that it's going to be as close to the original, not exactly like the original, at least in feel. As much as possible. Well, I know they're, they're gonna. There's gonna be some changes. I mean, well, I, I yeah, it's a live is. action film, so there are certain things they can't do in a, uh, a live action film. I mean, live action as much as CGI can be live action. Yeah, they changed some things up in the uh, live action the Latin remake. Like Jasmine actually has a purpose, rather yeah. than rather than oh, I'm just the princess. Right, exactly. And I mean, if you watch the Aladdin TV show, she was more. But was, she was she was more than just the princess. Yeah. On on the on the TV series well yeah because they could it's you can do more with a character as far as development than right you can, you can, one you can film. expand right on a film you can only do so much because you have a finite amount of time right. in a tv show that runs for two or three years i can develop this i could fully flesh out and develop this character and she can even, become more than what she was and you can even add characters. it's different it's like um if you think about the original ninja turtles April O'Neil was just a reporter. Right. She was, but if you she was think literally about the later on, later on in the series and the different turtle iterations, animated iterations, she became, she was the archaeology. She was like actually doing adventure stuff. Like she became a different character. It's the same as you think about old comic characters as far as the original Captain Marvel didn't do shit. Nah. The original Jean Grey was always the damsel in stress, always getting saved. Mm-hmm. Like all you, and, but if it, if time, it wasn't Cyclops coming for it was Wolverine. As Chan. And as times change and women start to get to get more opportunities, they the character had to grow to match that because at that point, look, we can't just treat women as they're just always the damsel in distress all the fucking time. Like they can be heroes too, and they had to change those. They change it up so, like you can develop these things over time. So I understand why that would happen. Right. I'm glad they did that in that movie. I didn't see it, but I, I'm right, I didn't. I didn't see it either. But you know, once I heard about it and watched a bunch of uh, reviews and you know. Um, breakdowns of it I was like okay I see what y'all did there that's cool alright so you know we'll see what happens um and then you have but yeah so I mean they have a great cast and like I said I'm hoping um you know I've had I heard mixed movies but I've, I expected that though I heard some yeah, people that say it's yeah. great I heard some people said nah so I, I don't like you don't know and it's like you you kind of like some people are just gonna have that feeling no matter what and no matter what they did in the movie it could have been the perfect movie and it could have been literally exactly like the original and they still probably said eh or this or that they might complain about oh that person's voice sounded like this at this point like really all right, and at that point you just like so. I didn't expect. I don't expect anybody to say all around. Everybody to say it's great because mm-hmm. I know there are people that go in with skepticism about the and they're being cynical from the beginning. So you're going to have to try hard just to even get them into oh it was okay because mm-hmm. they're already in their mind this is going to be terrible. So that's just how they think and that's how they look at. Because when you attack any when you when you change your goal after anything that's some somebody's childhood, they have a certain level of. Um, expectation. You know, expectation, but they also is very near and dear in their heart. So they don't, they're already going to be protective of that. Like the Mary Poppins remake, like that was so unnecessary. And that's the thing. People think that remakes are unnecessary and I get to that extent, but I think a lot of times, well, for one, in Disney's case, Disney is going to try to make money and that's their most, like their most successful movie of all time. Yeah, so of course, I, I, I get doing what, the I live action remake do. when the technology allows it is yeah. something you want to explore. 
I'm, yeah, like, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the uh, Little Mermaid live action movie. Um, I'm, I'm actually kind of checking. So, um, especially with them casting Haley, like I'm looking to see what they do with that mm-hmm. because what you know, with the way technology is now and the things they can do with that, like with the gra- the, the graphics and everything, I want to see how that comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus that's, Haley, that's plus Haley has an amazing voice. So yeah, that's, like, that's, that's that's one thing that I'm actually checking for. So there's a there's some of them I understand that like, but I, some of them I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be a matter of preference there are going to be people that don't like them there are people because people some people hate remakes in general some remakes are great some are terrible eh. um that's just what it is some remakes you'd be like why did you do that why did you bother um the for example one of the remakes I actually thought was pretty good um and i can't remember the fucking name of the movie now <laughs> total recall the original team wrote total recall yeah, was campy yeah, as hell i like the, the total re the total recall original was campy as shit well, the remake. Yeah. I mean, because the they, remake was actually a pretty decent compared to the original, which was really a B movie if you really want to think I mean, about cause, it. Because think about it like this: the original Total Recall. I mean, had a had a young Arnold Schwarzenegger with the gap in his tooth. Right. Like, like he was just busting through, right? So well, he was. Yeah, he, he was about ten years into his career. Yeah, but, he, he was busting through in the eight, like late early eighties. This yeah, was like eighty yeah, nine. Still, 90s, you so. know, he was. He still, you know, he was still kind of young ish. Uh, he had, he had, 35 <laughs> He's been here in the US Since he was 19 So uh, Either way it goes Like It fit Like the original Total Recall Fit the The It fit the vibe For that era It still was campy as shit I mean yeah It was campy But you know It's something you would expect From you know CGI And oh we're in the future And we got an alien With three tits Throw that in there, right? And it was it was goofy. It was but goofy, it was, it but it was that bad. But it sounded like when I saw the movie, I liked it. But when I saw the the remake back in like 2000, 2010 or something like yeah, that, it was, it was like, actually pretty good. It was twenty. It was way more serious. Yeah, because it followed closely to the book, right? So like, it, was it, a lot it stuck more, to the roots. Of it was the, a lot uh, more serious. Yeah. Um, and so I appreciate it. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, that was, and that, that was happens. Dope. Like, um, and that's always um a a a, a method of contention because. And people staying close to source material. Um, because if you have source material, how close do you stay to it? How much do you deviate from it? Um, because some source material don't hold up when you put it on the screen. Exactly. So it's hard to translate when you're trying to co- uh, follow that it, closely. It really comes to head when you think about like Japanese anime. Because yeah, because you gotta take liberties. There is a lot of Japanese anime. Like for example, the original. Um, a lot of people know, and this is this is dating myself, but like the original Sailor Moon uh, anime, mm. it was literally a total deviation from the manga. Yeah, because a lot of things they changed. It was like a same-sex relationship. They didn't want to highlight, so they kind of made. They just kind of went away from. It. I mean, the, the characters are still there, but they t- they they didn't allude to that relationship or a lot of other stuff that was going. on. It was totally different. Yeah, Venus so, and uh, so I was like, yeah, it was, Venus and I can't remember which other one was. No, it was not. It wasn't them. It was the two that came out later on. It was like. Um, Pluto or something. Yeah, it was Pluto. It was Pluto or somebody, somebody else. Yeah, something like that. Wherever the kids may be, like yeah. it was a lot of different things that they like, and so so much for the like later on and, and they years later they actually did another one that was more closely tied to the manga. It was like Sega Moon Crystal or some shit like that. But like, kind of like how they did Full Metal Alchemist. Right. It's just like um, there's this one anime that I was, and it is it, annoying because I do read manga too. So like, um, there was this one that came out a couple years ago called Twin Star Exorcist that I was really into the TV show. And it only, only lasted two seasons. Mm. So I was um, checking out the manga. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, oh, the manga's still running. Let me see. Well, manga ran past that. Let me see where it left off and try to catch it up. 
Come to find out, them niggas didn't follow the manga at all. Mm. Outside of the first five, the intro, like the first five chapters, which is like the intro stuff, they just went everything was totally left. Mm. Totally, totally different. Then none of that shit matched up. It was totally different. I was like, but why? Because this shit would actually change. It's like, it wasn't like it was anything that wouldn't translate. So I have no idea why they decided to go totally left with it. It made no sense based on what I read. Then, but then too, it has to do with a lot of, uh, you know, what they call U.S. standards and whatever. It wasn't even that. It show was never in the U.S. It was on freaking country roll. Like it's not. It was never aired here for them to even change anything. Right. It's on a standard, freaking streaming thing that has that plays dub like freaking sub. So it's not like, like aired on Cartoon Network. So like, right. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't one of the animes that was like really, really hugely popular. It was gonna play over here. Right. So I don't. It was that didn't make sense. So I don't know why they chose to do that. But I've been watching Crunchyroll for a minute too. I've been watching. Um, Demon Bane. Oh, we watched so many animes. I lost track at this point. Well, I'm actually I'm getting back into it. Yeah, I've been I've been. That's really been all I've been watching. I'm so that's why I'm so behind on wrestling because I've been watching anime all the time. Uh, I've been so behind. By the way, yes, I am a nerd. Kick rocks. We're, we're both nerds. Come fight us. Nerd life. Problem. Hashtag bitch. Squat. <laughs> and I still kick your ass. Um, I shoot you in your kneecap. Speaking of which, my brother's an idiot. <laughs> this thing on Texas all the other day talking about, hey, I'm bored. Somebody come fight me. Nigga, what? <laughs> Pause. <laughs> what? He <laughs> was come fight me? He said, what do y'all come fight me? I'm bored. Come fight me. What nigga? And this is my deep. brother's is like, no, nah, nigga ain't trying to die he's trying to hurt us hey. and i was like i was like and then he's like no like for real like come um and it's like he's like no nah, nigga like y'all what's he's like no nah, nigga i will fight an equal but not your crazy ass yeah and then, all right vegeta he's like no nah, we should get we should get all get bakken so we can like try sword fight without actually getting cut and i was like actually i was thinking about buying that bakken actually um and so he's like shoot bet we're good and my brother was <laughs> I was like, and he was like, he's like, all right, well, if you're gonna come fight me, just come punch me. I'll see how um, how out of shape I am. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> come on, son. My brothers are different. That's just something to point out. So he, so he wanted y'all to do uh, a Tony Jaw one take. He just said, come hit me and see if it, um, see how how my how out of shape I am. How I'm trying to practice. So this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> segue to a funny ass story that's all. <laughs> so. It was, a, you know, it was just a funny ass story I saw and I just thought it was hilarious. So mm-hmm. some people may have heard of it, but it was um so this Iowa the Iowa this director of human services from Iowa. Um he was asked to state down a step down from um his position um by the state's governor. Okay. Um so apparently what happened is that he was a huge Tupac fan. Oh yeah, I heard about this. So Tupac Friday. Like he's very uh, like a huge like Tupac he's, fan. He's probably the biggest Tupac so fan. So according there. to ha- what happened, he has sent an email instructing his employees to honor what would have been Tupac's 48th birthday on June 16th and listen to one of his songs to better their lives. Um Apparently, this is not the first time he has done it. Like, he His frequently sent out emails praising Tupac's lyrics, even after at least somebody complained to law to lawmakers, apparently, about it. Um, and apparently, they said he once sent a mass email containing Tupac's lyrics to 4,300 government workers Jeez. in the agency. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, but, <laughs> but the funniest thing about it, though, 
applaud They said he also show. held weekly office parties titled Tupac Fridays, Tupac where Friday. he played um, Tupac <laughs> songs throughout the day. Um, apparently, he he spoke with his colleagues and um uh and um like using Tupac lyrics in regular conversation. Um, he said he's, they said he celebrated his sixty. They said he celebrated his sixty fifth. Like literally, oh like he's in regular gosh. conversation talking about like he might have said Hennessy. Like I'm like, Hennessy. I can't hear him say that. Like they might be going down the my enemies. What about Hennessy? I can hear him saying that in regular conversation. That's hilarious, isn't me. Um, he also celebrated his sixty fifth birthday with a two with Tupac inspired cookies decorated with the words thug life I got one question did he make the cookies with, with Pac's face on it though I don't know but cause, because that's, that's listen if you're that dedicated to Pac you gotta do like like Tupac face cookies right with gum chocolate they said the, associate, the AP said they, said they obtained 350 pages of emails with the word Tupac either his name spelled out or Tupac with the number two Tupac. sent to and from Fox, um, the guy during his two years at um, as a human resources director and they said one of them but apparently one of um Apparently, at least one government employee, of course, reacted negatively to it. But it was, at least some people appreciated it. Day one guy was like, "I love your Tupac messages, and the fact that you still send them despite the haters makes me appreciate them even more." And one of the employees had um, told him. Now, the funniest thing is like, you hear this story, mind you, this guy is sixty-six years old. But hey, when listen, you hear the story, Pot transcends but all no, ages. But the funniest thing is not even his age. You see the picture. That's not the guy you would think would be doing. Ooh, of course, it. of course. You you would think that's not the guy. <laughs> Phil Donahue looking dude. That, that literally he looks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no, that's not the guy <laughs> that you think is gonna um be like sending out Tupac tweets and shit. Oh. Like that's not the guy or sending out messages to his whole staff. But that shit's hilarious. It's hilarious. Like it's fucking hilarious. Like, transcends to all ages, no matter what it's race and fucking color, man. Hilarious. Sixty five years old and you you uh you giving out lyrics to all eyes on me. Like that Bro. shit's hilarious to tell to me. Bro. But that so should we invite him to the cook? Um, I don't know about that. Maybe he, we can't. We can't be. He could DJ. We can't just keep like. Well, no, he could play them. He can make a playlist. He can That's make a what I'm saying. He could DJ. He make. He can make the playlist. Yeah. Um, make a cookout playlist. Just don't cook. El Chapo was sentenced to life. That's all I'm gonna say about it because uh, I don't want nobody coming for me. Yeah, we. That's literally the last a, comment. Um, that's it. I'm I'm done. We're that's not affiliated. The, no more. That's the last El Chapo news you'll get from me. Dun, 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 they deny bail for Robert. <laughs> no bail for you, bitch. Oh, Robert. Sit your ass, come you. Robert. Wait, the funniest shit <laughs> is his lawyer. <laughs> this nigga goes say, despite my um my um my client's uh song, I can believe I can fly. He actually hates flying because they're oh, trying to prove he's not a God. flight risk. Nigga, if you don't sit your dumb Just ass, throw him you, in can, too, you know his lawyer used to be a preacher or some sure he wanted to be. Nigga, really? Everybody, everybody want to be Johnny Cochran. <laughs> I'm a I'm a slap I'm a slap the fuck. Despite my client song, I believe I can fly. He actually hates flying. 
It said, how could he fly, flee? He has no money. There's no evidence that he's a risk to um, minors at all at this point. <laughs> nigga, he's still holding chicks hostage. Come on, come on. That nigga going under the jail. Uh, nah, he, Bye, bitch. Nah, he's not even going under the jail. He's going under the jail, under the and, jail. And now he's trying to get into solitary confinement talking about he's afraid for his life. Oh, yeah, because I'm bet you in jail. Were. I bet you They were. don't like when dudes that fuck with kids. Oh, they that's the one thing they don't tolerate. Oh, they going to fuck him up. Oh, yeah, he done. And I am so happy about it. I think the whole world is happy. He about deserves it. You you getting what you getting, Robert. You get no sympathy for me. You lose. Good day, sir. Um let's see what else is going on that I wanted to talk about. Um We try to keep a structure here on the show. Yeah right, none of that shit. Um structure, what's that? We threw that shit out the window. Structure. Um, Lost Tapes Two dropped yesterday. Have you listened to it yet? No, I've been uh, I've been actually getting my uh, I'm getting my Ghostface collection back up and running. So I'm uh, I'm on a lot of East Coast uh, rap right now. I know about Lost Tapes Two. I just haven't got around to uh, okay. get my hands on it. Port of Miami Two comes out next month on the nice. 9th, I think it is. Yes. Looking forward to that. Um, I like I like Ross and that mode. Like, like that yeah. early album mode. Oh like, shit! You know how the you know, it's good how the internet works. So I don't know if you you saw that um you, the YouTube video or like the Instagram video of the dude playing the NPC in the car that crazy ass. Yes. yes. So apparently niggas was I they was messaging Meek about that shit. Like yo Meek, you see this is yo this is your type of beat. Mm-hmm. And he apparently he got enough DMs about it where he was like yo what the fuck where's the beat where's the beat? He hooked up with the dude they was in the studio and he was recording on that beat. I can't wait to hear that uh. shit. Dog. I can't wait to hear that shit. Ooh, that, that guy's a problem. And apparently, he does. That's what he does. He, you go over his, his Instagram page. He does that shit a lot. He's a lot of beats like that. So he just does them all in the car. He, he, no, he be, no. He walks around the street with his NPC like he does that shit just randomly. Mm. Mm. So I want to hear it. But look, shout out to him. If man. this song is as crazy as it can be, yo, that could lead to me. Like like somebody talked about how when Jess uh, when uh, Hove got with Jess Blaze and he wanted that string of just crazy ass songs. Yes, this might be that moment where Meek find the one guy like, oh shit, this my dude. Like that's the dude that's gonna do all my shit. But it's also just uh, uh it just goes to show you the dopeness about social media. Yeah, as much for as much shit that social media can pull out of people as far as evil stuff is is a lot of good moments like that is is a lot of good social media that people want to one of the first times i ever experienced the dopeness of social media was and this is back before the kanye became an idiot back when kanye first got on twitter and he was listening it was some justin bieber song i can't remember what song it was and he was like, yo, I love this song. This song is dope. I want to do a remix song. I, I love this song. I want to do a remix to it. Wait, didn't he do that on uh, uh, Good Music Friday? Yeah. But it taught, he taught, it, it led, it came from a Twitter conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was like on Twitter. He was on, it was on Saturday. It was on a Saturday. He's like, I'm at home listening to this Justin Bieber song. I love this fucking song. I love this song. You know what? We should do a remix to this song. He I, he, he added Justin Bieber. Like, that remix will be dope. Mm. And then he's like, yeah, and we should put Raekwon on it. I'm like, how the fuck? And then Raekwon respond, yo, okay. let's do this shit. <laughs> sure. And then like two days later, the song comes out. And I'm like, what the fuck? 
the world is broken, but we got good music on. But it. that's how shit happens. Like, and that's the good thing. That's one of the, the positive things about social media is that you have moments like that that can happen because yeah, yeah. people that normally probably wouldn't have connected had a moment of being able. They was on social media one day. They see some shit. They connect. And in this case, this dude who was on Instagram and Twitter posting his his video, probably been posting his videos for a while. And that one beat and people posting that beat and reposting that beat was like, yo, Meek was sound dope on that shit. Get with this nigga with Meek. And Meek got that shit. And now he got the nigga and they got they hooked up. And now Meek's about to drop that shit. It's about to be a problem. Nigga. It's about to be a problem. Like, I'm looking forward to that shit. Oh, yeah. So. Because you got to look beyond. Um, you got to look beyond uh, Jalil beats. Not to say that Jalil ain't, ain't, ain't great, but let's, let's be clear. This beat right here. And I was some God level shit. Right. I, how do you not hear Meek on that one? Right. I still need to listen to the Freddie Gibbs album. I still ain't heard it yet. Um, I heard snippets of uh, Pinata. I still, yeah, I'm still, I still gotta listen to that. I, um, him I and, him to, and Maglib are made for each other. And I'm, right. I it's like the second album together, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Like with, with all the stuff that they've been doing, like Freddie Gibbs and Maglib have like a synergy. And I've been listening to a lot of Maglib since ooh, since like oh two, oh three. I've been a Stone's Throw fan for forever, pretty much. And for somebody like Maglip to kind of come out of reclusivity, if that's even a word, but he's he he's one of those guys that's really hard to find. Mm-hmm. But for him to look the the link up with Freddie Gibbs and just give him all this work, like it's amazing to me. And this is a good look for Freddie Gibbs too. Like I said, yeah, it is, and, and Freddie Gibbs is, I think, finally getting some of the attention he deserves as an MC in, in, in the industry because a lot of people, people that knew, they knew. Mm-hmm. But I think the rest of the world is finally starting to see it. You know, he's getting different looks. Um, Crit's album is dope. Crit's album is amazing. Crit's album is amazing. Um, amazing. That's just and that's dope. that's his post label, right? Like he's, I mean, it's the second second album post label. Yeah, his last album was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So his last album was dope. This yeah. is two albums in a row where it's like, oh, nigga, okay. Yeah, yeah. He did like a he did like a pop. Going back on that, <laughs> did like a, a two disc kind of thing. It was it was dope. It was like more like this one, disc one was Big Crit and the other one was Justin Scott. Right. Like it's an introvert mm-hmm. uh, look on this too, and I appreciate him for that. Cause Crit is all is is he's always been one of those dope artists to me that right. never really got the the respect he deserved as a producer and an artist. And I think I think the unfortunate part of it, and that's the unfortunately the major label hustle is not for everybody. No. Um, and I also think who you come up under plays a huge role in that. So you have. Crit, you know, was on Def Jam, and Def Jam at that point really wasn't. Def Jam was fizzling out again. I mean, they were it kind of been for a long standing time right now because they ain't had nobody over to really run the shit the way nah. they needed to. But now they got uh, who they, who they got now? Um, Eminem's manager. Yeah, Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Paul Rosenberg's over there now. Let's see what he do. Yeah, that's all we can do at this point is see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got you got Rosenberg at the chair, and you know he's always had a he's always had a good eye for spotting talent. I mean, because if you really look at like Crit was part of like probably the best freshman class 
of all time. Of all time. Yeah. You had um, Meek was in that class. Mm-hmm. Um, Sahai was in that class. Kendrick was in that class. YG was in that class. Yellow Wolf was in that class. Mac was in that class. Yes. Like those six people alone. Some of the people, of course, didn't live up. Like uh, Little Twist. I mean, Lil B is technically a legend in a lot of people's like, oh, so of course, Lil B's, of that's course. Six, that's seven Lil people. Lil B is the only person Lil B is out, technically out of the pack. Let's be clear. <laughs> Lil B is a legend. I mean, he's a little, he's a legend. Base like, God is a legend. Like he's a legend. So I mean, we can't, we can't you front. Can, you like, cannot hate on. You can't hate on Lil B. I mean, if you are, you just I, I question your everything. Um, I'm just gonna. Yeah, really, the only people that didn't really stand, that really didn't stand the test of time is, I mean, Fred, Fred the Godson's still doing his thing, but he never got on that major. But I don't think he was ever going to be that guy. Right, anyway. Fred the Godson is just not, the way he rapped. Yeah, he's, he's not. He was never going to be a main, he, he a was, mainstream artist anyway. Fred the Godson is on that level Papoose is in. Like, he showed promise, yeah. but he was never going to blow up. Right. Um, Diggy had an opportunity, but I think the problem with Diggy is that the reason we all came up liking Diggy, when Diggy, when Diggy got popular, Diggy got popular doing regular hip-hop shit. Yes. When he got signed because he was the quote-unquote cute kid, they wanted him to do the poppy shit to, for the girls, mm-hmm. and that's not what he was, like, that's not what got him the recognition, because you had real MCs like, oh shit, Diggy nice when he did that made you look freestyle and shit. Like, niggas is like, oh shit, I know Diggy had it like that? Right, Diggy like, was Diggy was you know his wild. older brother was the rapper and he wasn't that great, but that's the one that we knew rap. Nobody even JoJo knew. was the swag rapper. Yeah, nobody knew Diggy even rapping. When he came out of nowhere and started doing his own little videos and shit, he was like, oh shit. I so, think Airborne Airborne is one of his best. Oh yeah, Airborne is definitely his, his, uh, one of his, his best projects best for sure. Projects. I love that. I love that project. I used to play it all the fucking time. I still do. Um but yeah, it's only those two people that really didn't live up. I mean, oh, those three. But you gotta admit, of like the everybody 10 people, from seven every- to ten is actually a pretty good. I mean, you got some people who are legends in this group. Yeah, like Kendrick's a legend. Mac is, in my opinion, he's a legend. Yeah, YG let's, is still going let's, strong. Let's just give credit where credit is due. Right, and Meek is Meek is still doing his thing. Yeah, so I'm saying like you got three dudes who are you well, know by the end of the are going to be like. I mean, three dudes that are going to go down as legends after it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. That's just of their generation. So, and Kendrick's going to be all time great. So, when you think about that, like, yeah. Um, and, you know. Let me know. I'm, I'm eagerly anticipating another K Dot album if he ever is working on music again. Oh, no. K Dot is. is when K, it says, uh, somebody just said, when Kendrick is quiet, niggas should be scared. Yeah. Because <laughs> he only be creep sneaking out a little bit because he's on that, um, the soundtrack for Lion King or Beyonce. They got a song yep. together. But his voice is like, it's really short. And people's like, it should have been longer. Like, Kendrick is quiet for a reason. And that's the thing about them niggas at TDE. Whenever them niggas quiet for a reason, be reason scared. they, yeah, especially in Kendrick's case, because you don't know what the fuck he going to come mm-hmm. with next. And that's the thing about Kendrick that you love is that you have no idea what he's going to do next because he's so unpredictable as far as the artist goes. He going he can go totally left because when Pimp Butterfly came out, Nick's is like, wait, what? 
Right, he, the fuck is going on? Right, he went into that because you went from good kid, mad city to that. Right, was a total shift, and he pushed on a different way. And I think a lot of people who oh, argue that album went over their heads, and they didn't appreciate it until years later. Yeah, um, damn was probably his most accessible as far as widely accessible because everybody could like that album, even if you want to. Damn is one of those albums that kind of reached out to everybody. Right, like whether if you were a fan of Pimp a Butterfly or if you are a fan. And a good kid, master. You had everything for everybody. It was more like, it was more like mixtape Kendrick. It was more like Section Eighty. To me, it was. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, Section Eighty was is along those lines of being as accessible to uh, to everybody. That and um, OD. Let's let's not forget. Yeah, let's OB not forget OD. Yeah. Let's not forget that. But I think OD was more like it's more like for the core hip hop TDE fans. I forgot who was part of the first the first uh, freshman class, dog. Terrible. Hmm. Terrible. No. You forgot. Well, I mean, I know one of them. I knew one of them for sure because it's Lupe, and I will never forget that. Well, of course. I never forget Lupe. That's not going to happen. But I forget like Saigon was part of that. Oh man, Lil Boosie was part of it. Fucking rich boy, rich boy, Lil Boosie, Lil Boosie, rich boy, Gorilla Zoe, Gorilla Lies, Zoe. Young Dro, Papoose, Crooked Eye, and Joel. Crooked Eye is another legend. Yeah, he's definitely a West Coast Crooked legend. Crooked Eye is a West Coast legend. Let's let's not let's not get that. Um, let's not get that mixed up. Of course not. No, I just thought it's ranking the top, oh, the, the top, top uh, ten um, freshman color covers. So they got number ten is twenty seventeen, which I don't know most of these niggas. Um, oh, Playboy, Car- Playboy Cardi, uh, XXX Tentacion, A Boogie with the hoodie, PNB Rock. I don't know that nigga. Amin <laughs> Amino or Amine or whatever his name Am- is. Amine. Cat G Kyle, Ugly God, and Kamaya. Kamaya is actually pretty dope. The rest of the niggas I don't know. Um, and then they ranked number nine is 2015, which was Fetty Wap, Dej Loaf. I don't know what she doing at this point. Rory, Kid Kid, OG Mako, Shy Glizzy, Kate Camp, Vince Staples, who I agree with. Tink, who I agree with. Gold Link at the time I didn't know who he was, but he's dope as shit now. Yeah. I, like his uh, his that Dispora album is amazing. Yeah. Um yeah, Gold Link on the uh Gold At Link the time I didn't know who the fuck he was. I wasn't checking for him, but now yeah, he's dead new. The only song I knew from him was What's Up. Yeah. And I love that fucking song. <laughs> that song is amazing. That beat is fucking crazy. I love that damn song. Matter of fact, I'm right fucking now. pulling that fucking song up Pull right it up now. Right now. The fuck. While I'm taking over this uh this list here. So while he's doing that, they ranked number eight. Hold on, nigga. Twenty sixteen class. Mm. Get on my level, get on my level. Get 36 in Minnesota, you know who you fucking, fucking with. with. Baby girl got the pistol hanging straight out of Prada bag. We don't care who you are or where you're from. We still run up on your life. What's up? What's up? What's up with them cookies? <
Yeah. But no, Go Link is dope. Um, like I said, his new album is amazing. If you haven't checked it out, it's called Despora. It's, it's dope as shit. Repurposed. Especially for the album. summertime where the, the, the heat is out. It is the perfect summertime album because you got a mixture of your party songs. You got your mix of your, your, your Caribbean, your Caribbean island um, unfolding songs and shit like that. It's a, it's perfect, a ride around song. Perfect ride around music. Believe me, I like ride, ride down the windows down. That shit is amazing, especially if you like in somewhere in Miami, some shit. Top down, that album's a perfect place to um, person to have to play. Let's do um, number eight. They ranked was um, 2016, and 2016 was Lil Uzi Vert, Lil Yachty, Kodak Black, Denzel Curry, G Herbo, Dave East, Lil Dicky, Anderson Pack, Designer, and 21 Savage. This is probably one of the, the worst ones, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, a few people stood out. Um, Denzel Curry is dope. Um, Davey, Lil Dicky and Davies is dope, and of course Anderson Pack. And Twenty One, Twenty One is actually evolved. He grew on me. Yeah, I wasn't really a Twenty One fan at first. It, it really but he's definitely. I think thing. he developed and he grew um, over the last few years. So I'll take him. So half of those dudes I'll, t- I'll, I'll fuck. I rock with. I like agree with that. Denzel Curry, Davies, Lil Dicky, Anderson Pack, and Twenty One. So about half of those dudes I fuck with. Um, Two thousand seven, the original one is with the one they, they ranked that as number seven. And I mean you got. You got two legends in that group, so Lupe has two classic albums. Yep. Um, I probably would say four, in my opinion, but most people will say his first two albums are classic. I think Tetsuo Suit and some Youth is a classic, and I also think that Droga's um, um, Drug is away. Wave is a classic to me, but um, that's just me. Um, well, I mean, if you're talking about definitive class, definitive class is the first two for sure. You can't for question sure. that. I think what happened is those the other people, the pop albums hurt other people, but it wasn't his fault. Yeah, Lasers um, was totally nice. Lasers wasn't his fault. Um, and then uh, Food of Liquor too. Food of Liquor two was I think it was half and half because he like half he won and half of it wasn't him. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tesla like, and Use was really the first album since the second one that he had full control over. Right. Um. And then after that, I think he did Drug Is Light, but Drug Is Light was a bunch of throwaway tracks he already had that I think because he found out he still owed the label some songs or some shit. Right. So he threw a bunch of songs together he had laying around and his student bitches on the album. But Drug Is Wave is the first full album that he's had, he's done himself without any label behind him. So that was since Atlantic, right? That was since Atlantic, yeah. That's the first time he's done fully with no label um, um, backing him. So, Mm. and it showed, but that he did what he wanted to do, and I love that fucking album. Um, Let's see. The funny thing is, they 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 say who the how most hyped um, MC was when the when the freshman cover came out, and um, at the time the twenty the two thousand seven um, one came out, Rich Boy was the most hyped MC. Mm. And of course, the biggest superstar produced from that one was um, was Lupe, of course. Of course. But the most hype you see, Rich Boy? I don't know. I don't know if I can... Like, At that point, he was, because he had well, the only, on it. Yeah. He had the biggest song, so yeah, it, he that, was the that, most hype. Yeah, that was the only He was definitely the most hype just because of that single. Um, that song was everywhere. Yeah. Um, it had all the remakes. It was the remix, so yeah. If you think about it, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you think about... So yeah, number from freshman 2017, the biggest star was Playboy Cardi, which I agree with. Yeah. Um, yeah. The biggest superstar produced from 2015 was Vince Staples. 2016, the biggest superstar, if you're talking about hip hop turns, is Lil Yachty, but if we're talking about all over, is Lil Dicky. 
if you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, because Lil Dicky does every, cover everything. He does everything. Yeah, he so. covers different genres. Right. So, 2000, so number six was 2009, which was Kid Cudi, Wale, B.O.B., Charles Hamilton, Asher Wolf, Corey Guns, Blue, Minky Fax, Pretty Ace much, Hood, pretty much Currency. most of the all-city chess club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's unfortunate what happened to Charles Hamilton because he has so much potential. Uh, yeah, I hear he's trying to build. He's building his way back up. Asher Roth. Um, I mean, he he had some. He had some time. I think he started with that college song, but that really wasn't what Asher See, was. Yeah, Asher kind of but put I think, himself in his own. But box. I think that's the, the unfortunate part is what right rappers. That's what they always try to do is put you in this. Oh, you gonna make college music and you're like and that's like if that's not what he does, he's a real like MC. Like let him be him. But unfortunately, that's just kind of what they push you towards I think if Asher would have uh, if Asher would have you know kept rapping the way he would have he would have been up there with Mac right because you know let's just and, I mean, and, and if we be honest like Mac grew because his first album a lot of people hated Blue Slide Park yeah I think I love Blue Slide Park hmm? I love Blue Slide Park a lot of people hated it remember Danny Brown told him to his face when he was interviewing I hate your music yeah it was largely based on Blue Slide Park because a lot of people felt like he was just making frat raps it wasn't until watching Moose and the Moose Sound Off that people was like oh shit yeah he's actually he's out that like he got talent <laughs> right and it just kind of grew from there um so in this freshman class of course the biggest superstar from this was Kid Cudi of course um it's number one album, seven number one albums from this group. Wale has three of them. Kid Cudi has two, and then B.O.B. had two. And B.O.B. had a little run there. Yeah, B.O.B. had then, a little run. And then he started doing stupid shit, talking to them on Flat Earth and stuff. Uh, uh, they said the number five was 2014, which was Chance the Rapper, which Harmony Kwan, Isaiah Rashad, Ty Dolla Sign, Lil Durk, Kevin Gates, Troy Ave, Vic Mensa, John Connor, Lil Bibby, Jaron Benton, and August Alsina. Um, the most hyped at the time was MCE. Um, I'm sorry, Chance the Rapper, and he's also the biggest superstar produced. Um, unfortunately, um, Isaiah Rashad got lost in the shuffle with TDE because they kept signing better artists. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the fuck happened to Rich Homie Kwan. Ty Dallas is still doing his thing out here. The last um, the last thing you heard about Rich Homie Kwan is like him and uh, Young Thug was going at it off and on. I remember that. Um... Ty Dallas is still doing his thing. Yep. Kevin Gates is still doing his thing. He after his little jail stint or whatever. Troy Ave is in jail or going to jail. Um, One of those. Yeah, something like that. Vic Mensa kind of got lost in the shuffle at Rock Nation. Um, yeah, but he's still kind of out here. He's out here, but not really. Um, and then after the whole, um, what was it? He he, did, he said something or did something that people got mad at about. I can't remember what it was. Uh, it was about him and. Uh, uh, Triple X Tintasha. Oh yeah That's right yeah, that yeah, line that your, favorite, that your favorite rapper Right is, uh, yeah uh, Freestyle Peter. shit Yeah um, John Connor I honestly don't have Know what happened Because I don't, he, on, he, on, uh, he was on Aftermath I have no idea What's going on with yeah. that Because he was on The Compton album That's what I was about I to say I don't know like, what happened But I see him on Instagram now He Like he's still working In Flint or something I don't know What the fuck going on Wow uh, Although the last picture I did show He did go He was in Heaven Studios With Royce a few weeks ago okay. But I still don't know What he's doing musically Because I haven't heard Anything since Compton and he was putting on mixtapes pretty consistent before that. That's pretty bad. So I have no idea what's going on with John Connor. And like I, because I, I felt like, unfortunately, that's the thing about working with Dre. 
is that you'll sit there. That's the reason that Joel had to leave because Dre move at his own speed. And if you can't fucking force Dre to move, you're just going to have to wait. Yeah. It's the same reason a lot of people were mad at um, the first album, the Oxnard album, because they felt like Dre had too much influence on that album. And so people was when Ventura came out right after, it was like, this is the Anderson Pack album we wanted. Because Oxnard was, you felt like Dre had way too much control in the album. And that's yeah. just how Dre works, unfortunately. And sometimes when you're working with a legend, you don't want to really tell them, like, no, nigga, that's not right. right. And M is really the only one that can tell him that. <laughs> right. So, um... He's literally the only person. Probably, yeah. Him um, and probably... Snoop. Him and Snoop, Snoop and probably Jimmy Iovine. That's it. Mm-hmm. Game can probably say it. That's probably. Yeah, he probably can. I think at this point. He's... Game's had a pretty good career. career. He's not a legend. Uh, in, but he's, had a, he's had a hell of a career. Right. And he came up under Dre. So I think at that point, Dre probably trusted him at this point. <sighs> number four, they say 2012 was the number four um, album, um, uh, Freshman Cover. Um, Future was on that. Kid Inc., Danny Brown, French Montana, Malcolm Moore, Don Tripp, Machine Gun Kelly, Hobson, Iggy Azalea, and Roscoe Dash. Um huh. Future, of course, is the most hype, and he's probably the biggest superstar produced out of all of yeah. all of them. Right? And uh, Hobson is still doing okay too. Yeah, he, I mean, he's kind of hearing back and forth because he at one point I think he was talking he wanted to retire at one point, but he didn't know some. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know what the fuck happened to Roscoe Dash. Huh? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. What happened? Actually, what happened? still in his shit. He, he just dropped the album this week, actually. Oh, really? I haven't listened to it yet, but she just dropped it, her second album. Huh. Um, I don't know how good it is because I haven't listened. It's on my iPad, but iPod, but I haven't listened to it yet. Um, Macklemore, of course, he he had a really good sense the first album, but I think it backfired a little bit on the second album because he changed the sound a little bit. Um, how, um, yeah, Machine Gun Kelly, his, next, his last, his new album is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he held his own in the Eminem battle, so I don't he, know he what did all right. I don't know what Kid Ink doing. I haven't heard of that nigga in a long time. Um, Danny Did, Brown. Didn't he manage somebody? Uh, no, he was getting managed by what's his name? They used to do. I know he was managed by Ill Will, but I thought Kid Ink has like. I have no artists. idea what Kid Ink is doing. French Montana's still doing his thing. He always got a record here and there. He just mm-hmm. dropped a new record with CD Girls or some shit. Yeah. Um, and Danny Brown, I haven't seen that nigga in forever. I think he got. It's supposed he got yeah. his teeth fixed or some shit. Yeah, he got he got his teeth fixed again, and now he has his own uh, show on Vice coming. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so he's he's keeping. Um, two thousand so number three freshman cover. They say it's two thousand thirteen. That was Chief Keith, Travis Scott, Schoolboy Q, Trinidad James, Joey Badass, mm. Absol, Logic, Action Bronson, Kirk Bangs, Dizzy Wright, and Angel Hayes. That's her name, Angel Hayes. I was, right. I was, I was. So the most hype East MC at the time was Chief Keef. Of course, because remember he was added as an extra. Right, he was, he was, he the was like the tenth, the eleventh freshman, or some shit. Un- like that. Yeah, unofficial. And um, uh, Travis Scott was the biggest superstar. Um, yeah, Travis was like, he was. He's the one. He's the he's biggest one producer from that group. Because yeah. he's like, yeah, he's definitely the biggest one. Um, they had what seven number one albums from the school. Of course, Schoolboy Q's had two. Travis Scott's had two. Logic has two, and then Joy Badass had one. Um, Joy Badass is doing great. He's doing man. great. Schoolboy Q is still doing his thing. Travis Scott is of course amazing. Logic is just really hitting his stride as a, a, oh, yeah. a, a musician. Definitely, definitely. Um, I will say, and I hate to be the person to say this, but I still sometimes prefer his older stuff. Sometimes oh, or like, the like, more. You know, I love the Young Sinatra era um, logic. I, I, some of his new stuff I like, but sometimes I still prefer Young Sinatra era logic. 
Um, Which he still does. I like why because YS4 was mostly it was a few poppy songs on there, but I still it was still mo- a lot of uh, Young Sinatra shit on there. So I did like it. I like Confessions of a Dangerous Mind a little bit. It's, it's some things I like on there, some things I don't. But it's not a bad album. I just don't. It's just one of those things that's not hit. It's not it. Yeah, but it is what it is. Um, he's, like for me, he's I like I like his Bobby Tarantino tapes. I don't like the I don't like Trap Logic as much. Um, I like the first Bobby Tarantino tape. I like the second one a little bit, but I, I definitely the first one. The, my, the first one was my favorite of those ones that he's mm. had. Mm. Um, so number two was the 2010 freshman cover, which was J Cole, Pill, Nipsey Hussle, Freddie Gibbs, Big Sean, Wiz Khalifa, OJ the Juice Man, J Rock, Fe, uh, Fashion, Fashion, and Fashion and Donis. Um, oh man. That was, of course, that was, Wiz Khalifa was the most hyped at the time because that was coming off of o, Cushion OJ. Yes. Um, but, of course, the biggest superstar, of course, was J. Cole from that group. Um, they have uh, number one albums. They have 11. Of course, J. Cole has four of those. Big Sean has four, and Wiz Khalifa has three. Um, Just that whole crop is That grown. was, I mean, because really the person that took the longest to really get to that level was Nipsey was kind of he finally was getting there last, last year before everything happened yeah OJ Deuce and Juice Man just kind of disappeared from the face of the earth even J-Rock J-Rock really just got there his last year so those two kind of took a while to, to to hit but they finally did right Freddie Gibbs too if you think about it all, the, all three of the West Coast dudes on here just started hitting in his last year that's crazy that's crazy because J-Rock just hit his his, his, his latest album Redemption I think the trainer Nipsey, really Nipson just really kind of hit, and then it's, uh, Freddie Gibbs really just started getting titching, you know, around his new album. As far as as far as J Rock is concerned, the one the one record that really took off. Oh, when was when? Well, no, it was when when was when was after the song they did on the Black Panther trials. Like that was the song. Oh, really, um, um, damn. Kings like Kings coming Kings, Kings yeah something like that. Something. that 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 song that song was really the first one and then that song took off and then from there when Win came out Win was just like a follow up to that it was like oh shit just keeping the momentum just keeping the momentum yeah. going and it just kind of went from there that's still um, that's still playing that in the car too right that's, um OJ the Juice Man disappeared from the earth I don't know what happened to that nigga wasn't he just like some kind of he was with um he was with Gucci he with him and because him and um, Waka was both with Gucci right around the same time. It kind of came out at the same time, and I don't know what the fuck happened to OJ Deuce Man. Because remember when they had the um, the short boy Shorty? OJ oh, Deuce Man was one of the yeah. main ones on. <laughs> oh man! Right. Short oh, boy Shorty. Short boy Shorty. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. Right. <laughs> um. <laughs> Of course, uh, Sean has had his Sean. Sean grew over years. Sean, Sean has evolved. He's evolved as an artist. They say the number one was 2011, which we kind of agree because Kendrick, Meek Mill, YG, Mac Miller, Big Crit, Sci High, Lil Twist, Yellow Wolf, Fred the Godson, Lil B, and Diggy Simmons. Um, yeah, I, like, I, like, I, like I mean, he, he said even basically the overview was like, look, even if Kendrick was alongside 10 no name MCs, the greatest rapper of his generation is enough to justify the number one ranking. <laughs> and it, says, Facts. it doesn't, and then it says the number, it doesn't hurt that his peers include Meek, YG, and Mac Miller. Um, Straight facts. Right. So, of course, Kendrick Kendrick was the most hyped at the time. This is how I discovered Kendrick because 
I was hearing about Kendrick's name when they were when they everybody kept talking about the um detox album. Mm. You were hearing stories about this kid named Kendrick that, that's white and that's working with Dre on his album and hearing these little I was reading these articles, reading this article about this kid named Kendrick, but I didn't know who the fuck he was. I saw his freestyle for this freshman class. And I was like, who the fuck is he? That's Kendrick. Cause, you know, I'm like, nigga, <laughs> who the fuck is this kid? So I, I, at that point, I dug into his history. I found, I, I, I stumped upon Overly Dedicated, that's, and I was hooked. That's how I found out about. And it. then from there, um, I started put. I would play that shit so much. My ex at the time, she was like, because she even thinks to this day, thanks for putting me on for cringing because I'm the one to put her on that shit. Because from that point on, like. I was a Kendrick fan. Like, I was... Look, I played that shit in DM when fucking Section 80 came out. Man. Nigga, you couldn't tell me a fucking thing about Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this nigga is next. Like, this nigga's a fucking problem. Because the thing that was refreshing is that most dudes that are lyrical, they can't write songs. This nigga was a great songwriter. Yeah. And that was the thing that took me. So, when I was... All the hype for his debut album, I was waiting like, nigga, how's like, how does I'm gonna be? How's I'm gonna sound? And then that nigga knocked that shit out the fucking park. Uh, he knocked it. He out knocked the out of the stratosphere. good kid, man. Park. He knocked it out of the stratosphere. Cause look at who he had on that album. Right. Just Blaze on the first track, bruh. Bruh, <laughs> come on now. You want a power ballot? Go get Just Blaze. And then, and then it was announced that he had uh, he had signed a distribution deal with Dre through his his through their their label TDE and like it was. You got so much power behind him, so much power behind Kendrick. But he still had to make it happen because you can have all the power in the world behind you and it's still shit that's, that's still not hit. Well, of course, you still got There have been work. plenty of artists yeah. that had all the machine behind them and it's like, that shit just don't work. Yeah. It just depends on who you are and, you know, what your lyrical content is about. That's true. That's another thing. You have to evolve as an artist. You have to be considered creative and that's the thing. Kendrick came out with that first album and it did so amazing. He's like, okay, what's he going to do next? We and then he left. came out with Pimp and Butterfly and was like, oh, what the fuck? Uh, we, we gonna... He turned, he turned to, from the first track, you like, nigga, Wesley's theory, what the fuck is going on here? Mm-hmm. I'm confused, but I'm also dancing. Like, <laughs> Oh, what's this Isley Brothers track? Huh? Like, I love this. Niggas what are you was doing? Like shook. Bruh. But yeah, like shook, shook. Like, so Diddy had posted something last week, trying to get people to vote on whether or not they wanted to bring back making the band. And um, apparently he had overwhelming responses, and so they are. Him and MTV are bringing back making the band. He put out a thing uh, soliciting people to submit audition tapes and stuff, or videos of themselves mm. performing for the show. Um, so, with that being said, when you gonna audition, Chris? <laughs> I don't rap. <laughs> All my rapper days, my rapper dreams are dead. <laughs> I, had, I had rapper dreams back in the day, but nah. I think everybody did at some point for some reason. Like the only reason why I quit doing it is because I hate my voice on record. So I hate how I sound on record. So I I don't do it anymore. That's why I just stick to beats. Yeah, I don't have to talk whenever whenever I'm making beats. I don't have to talk. This is true. 
But yeah, you can, um, you can see my face, but I don't have to say it. Same so thing. But yeah, they're bringing back. Um, they're bringing back making the band, which um, in this social media age, that shit's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, because it was hilarious. If you go back and look at the old clips, that Twitter's gonna be on like fire. Niggas is like, niggas is like, they need to bring back Dylon. Where the fuck is he at? <laughs> yes, where is Dylon? We need Dylon. Bring Dylon as a special. Dylon, 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 Because I spit hot fire. Dylon was the original troll. Yeah. You gotta have at least one troll in the group of, you know, housemates. I wonder if they're gonna fight, because they was really fighting on making the band. Niggas oh, was fighting, fighting. Of course. People was throwing Still all one the of the blows. greatest scenes, the battle with fucking Ness and fucking Jay Mills. Ah, uh, Jay Mills, another missed Jay opportunity. Mills. <laughs> the nigga that lost in the get lost in the chef with young money. No, he had that that's, one that's what, he had that one single bear rock and he was on that's it. That was I mean, it. He did mixtape shit with them, but yeah, as far as albums, that was the one album he was on. Was that's, that's when that's when Wayne was just trying to sign everybody over. To he him. was. He was trying to sign everybody. Like, even Limp Bizkit got signed to YMCMB. Well, no, they got signed to Cash Money. That was different. <laughs> even Either way, that was different. it was under the same ba- brother. No, ba- but Baby was trying to sign them. Baby did that shit. Wayne only yeah, signed, yeah, only signed guys that made sense. He, he tried, at one point, he tried, I think he eventually signed Bow. Well, Bow got signed to Cash Money, not Young Money. Um, yeah, he, he did. did get signed. Uh, they signed at some point. They originally were gonna sign Omarion, mm-hmm. but then somehow, like a week later, that shit, he announced it. Like I signed to and Maybach. I'm, no, then he signed a young Maybach out of nowhere. Like, what the fuck? And he became Maybach O. <laughs> yeah, that's, come on, son. Maybach O. Maybach O. What is he doing these days? Going on, they remember they just did their little tour, their reunion oh, tour. Oh yeah, thing. that's right. That's and apparently right. it's this conference controversy because apparently his baby mom's supposedly is like getting too close to little fizz, and she like is a rumors that they fucking is like nigga, they, y'all in the same group. <laughs> the fuck, that's fucked up. That's, that's, that's Niggas fucked is still up, touring together and shit. The fuck. Let it hit the fan. <laughs> Let it hit the fan. Let's see what else is gonna pop off. Looking forward. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Oh, um, yeah, making the band, making the comeback. Black Children's gonna be on fire. On fire. Um, Conway got an Eminem feature? Yes. Yes. I'm actually I actually listened to uh well, yeah, I've been getting on a whole lot of Griselda lately. Well yeah, so they can put now they put out a forget album every week, nigga. Yeah. Well actually I've been going back on the catalogs too. I've been going back on earlier stuff, so um I didn't know Westside Gun just he dropped like a whole Wrestling theme mixtape. Oh, did when? When? Uh, I think it was. Oh, it was either last year. Oh, okay. Or maybe two years ago. It wasn't like how Smoke Dizzard does, like with a couple of tracks surrounding WrestleMania. Like he's. Let's be clear. Westside Gun is not the only person that does wrestling theme mixtapes. If you really want to be honest with you, I mean, guys been talking about wrestling for years, but Wally's probably the, had made a bunch of wrestling and wrestling reference right. for a long He's, time. There's, before. there's only three people. There's really only three people that I can think of right now. But it's right, and yeah, in the game now. I mean, but guys have been doing wrestling references for years. Yeah. I mean, Pastor Choice to carry on championship belt, dog. Like uh, he, was like, mo- he was the he was the the one person that started this. Like yeah, he was like so. It's not a new thing, but yeah. But yeah, Westside Westside Gun had dropped a project called Fourth Rope, um, and he has uh, 
you know, he's he's got tracks that's paying reference to, you know, wrestling figures or uh, got sound bits everywhere. He's actually got Jimmy Hart on the sound clip. Um, I think I get that album. Honestly, what's it called? Fourth Rope. I don't know if I have that or not. I don't know. I might have it. I don't know. No, his newest one, Fly God. I haven't. I still Fly God is an awesome guy. He got Scott Hall on that shit. So, so as you can tell, yeah. So I want to talk. This actually, I just found this out today. But I want to talk about it because it kind of speaks to what's appropriate. So, um, not even I know. And this is more so. So we've grown up. You you kind of expected comedians to say shit that we wouldn't say. Well, of course, of course, right? They're, they they kind of got the past to say these things. Um, but then you always have the question of what's too far. Some people say as a comedian, there's nothing that's too far. But but in this day and age, well, you never know. And so with, with social media, some things are still not too far, and you just never know. Right. So. What you wonder is, okay, you know, am I laughing at, like, so for example, if somebody dies, is it appropriate for me to make a joke about it? Um, like, are you, is it okay as a comedian for you to joke? Because I'm a comedian, I can do that, right? And that's gonna always be their 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 excuse or their reason is that I'm a comedian, I can do that, right? You can, but you gotta do it within reason. Right, so with this case, um, it's a comedian from um, New York, her name is Dina Hasham, Hashem or something like that. Mm. And so she had made a joke about the murder of XXX Tentacion on a, a Comedy Central special that aired um, this week. Mm-hmm. And so her joke started with, is anyone still mourning XXX Tentacion? And she's like, he's a rapper who was murdered. He's dead now. He was shot. He was on his way to buy a car with $50,000 in cash, and somebody shot him and took the money, which is very tragic. But I also think it's a, it would be a, a, would be a very good Venmo commercial. That's the first thing I thought when I heard that. Like, I don't have Venmo. I should get Venmo. So it's still kind of touchy. Uh, I don't know, man. That's mm. maybe it was the delivery. No, or is it the joke itself was just out of taste? It's in poor taste. This is my thing. However you felt, and I don't even think she even knows enough about XX Instantation to nah, even say this. Nah. Based on her her joke, she don't know anything about the kid. Clearly she don't. So here's the thing. And there are a lot of people that feel certain ways about XX Instantation. Um, and whatever he was accused of doing, whether it's true or not, that's not the reason she was making that joke. She was just joking about, oh, he's a black rapper and he got shot with money. And that's the reason why he got shot. Which no one really knows. That's the reason he got shot. Right. Um, we just know he was there. We, and we just know that's what that was the circumstance. That was we here. As a person who of, of African American descent, we also know when you come back to your hood, the reason niggas come after you can be number numerous, and it may not necessarily be because you got money on you. Mm-hmm. Could be for some other. It reasons. could be because nigga, you ain't shake my hand or dap me up the way I'm used to, and I feel disrespected. Kind of like how what happened with Nipsey. Right, you just Somebody don't know. just felt disrespected by Nipsey and they came back and got him. Exactly. It's the same thing. So, with that being said, whatever the reason is for what happened to him, for you to use that as a joke. Poor taste. 
it's just in poor taste. And I and I get your comedian and comedians think they have creative license to joke about whatever, but that shit's just that's just nasty. It's fucking disgusting. Yes. And yes. she apologized saying she didn't mean to hurt anyone. I'm a comedian and I use comedians to take play people to burn places and you know and and, and hopefully I, it, it works, but in this case it, it seems like everybody doesn't agree and it's like, ma'am. If your grandfather died or your brother or your sister died and was shot, would you then be okay if I made jokes like that that were that insensitive? Absolutely. Probably not. not. Absolutely not. So why is it we feel the need to feel like, oh, shit, that tragedy happened. I'm going to fucking make fun of it. That's where that whole too soon thing came from. Yeah. There shouldn't be that, like... That is way too soon. That is way too soon, but it's also just way too... Just, really? Because she made it... Because you made him to be out like he was not a human being. Oh, he's a rapper. He had money. He was rich. And the crazy thing about man. it is... The crazy thing about it is he was trying to change his image. And even if he wasn't like... None of that shit justifies him getting shot. Nah, no, it really doesn't. Nothing justifies him getting shot in broad daylight in his For hometown. No <laughs> For really no reason. Because no more niggas knew he had money on him like that. They exactly. just saw him in his fucking car trying to buy a motorcycle. He just happened to be in his old neighborhood. And then the worst part is niggas filmed this shit. Mm-hmm. And put it on didn't fuck, stop the hell, bro. Filmed his dead body. That's another thing. You niggas that's, are so that's desensitized. A, that's the one thing that's, that's still irate. How can you sit there? Well, the fact that we're so desensitized to sit there and just watch somebody die. And be okay with this shit drives me crazy to this day. This craziness. It's just stupid to me. But it's generations. Yeah, I, she apologized, but it was like, eh, yeah, but it was kind of like a lightweight, halfway, half-assed. It's uh, um, like we apology. need a we need a whole apology video, and we still we still probably won't forgive you for that. And so it's so the, same, they, the same thing that just hilarious got done. Well, yeah, because you profiling people, and it's like you don't even know who these people are. Yeah, like like we we tend to dismiss dismiss certain things or a lot of certain things. It's like no, it's not cool. It's, that's not right at all. Fam. And then she want to play victim. Like I'm just blah blah blah. Yeah, well, no, the victim are the people that you profile on that fucking flight, and you as a black person should know better. So do we got to go back on the last episode? Where we talking about people playing the victim? Right, I'm tired of people doing that shit. Um. So, the ASAP story is still going on. Yeah. Apparently, a prosecutor or a judge or something um, is going to they, they are ordered that he's getting held another week in Sweden. <laughs> so, um, so last year, G Easy got arrested in Sweden last year mm-hmm. for drug and assault charges, but um, his situation played out a lot different than what's going on with ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, because apparently they say, you know, because the TMZ ran a story about Sweden seemingly racist actions towards ASAP. And so Jeezy hopped on Instagram and he threw in his two cents. And he said, he said, I, he admitted, he said, the reason I, he's, um, you know, he is due to his white privilege. He said, facts, just the sad truth. The difference between me and Rocky's treatment and process in Sweden brings me to, um, I'm, I'm to mind two concepts that disgustingly go hand in hand. White privilege and systematic, systemic racism. He wrote, let's call it what it is. He should not be behind bars right now. Why? Because G-Eazy got out rather quickly. Yeah. And ASAP's been there for, what, almost a month about now? About a month. Um, that's, that's facts, though. That's facts, though. And G-Eazy did... Shout out to Gerald. 
because even Jada Pinkett, I guess Jada Pinkett, um, she caught wind of it and she was like, because they talked about what happened with G Easy and how quick he got out. Because like, she's like, hold it. G Easy got to strike a deal a day and a half after possession of drug and assault charges, but you're holding Rocky. We got the message loud and clear, sweet, and trust me, we got it. Because that's where it is. It, it's about race. If we, and that's the thing people need to understand. We seen that um, people always talking about they want to go to other countries or they, they want to live in these other places. That's racism cool, is prevalent everywhere. It's not just here. It's a universal thing. There are people in other countries who don't like you, mm-hmm. and you we can we can assume that our country is the worst at it, and we might be bad. But <laughs> there are countries who don't like you, nah. and they will treat and your their system is just as bad, and sometimes worse, it's worse than ours, because you don't have no say. It's the same like you just don't. And you don't have no benefit because you ain't from there. No, nah. you're a tourist. You you are you are on foreign soil. So number one, you are at their you are at their behest. Yeah. So you gotta abide by whatever the fuck they say. But in this case, there's video evidence again that Rocky didn't want no problems. It was just these two these two kids stalking him and his two him and his crew. So there's there is there's mountains of evidence saying that you should let this man go, but because of uh, circumstances, let's just put it that way. No, we we gotta we gotta keep our hopes up for Rocky doing okay in Sweden or Switzerland. Is it Sweden or hmm? was it yeah, Sweden? Sweden. Yeah, I. There's, there's, there's video evidence that's saying there's, there's no reason for Rocky or his his whole team to be up in there. The whole, the whole thing is stupid. It's, it's, whole, it's stupid. And then you had Donald Trump bitch ass. I guess he tweeted that Kanye West reached out to him to try to get ASAP Rocky out of jail in Sweden. Kanye, um, first of all. If Kanye West actually used his connection to Donald Trump to actually do it, I appreciate that, at least on some level. Because, hey, use whatever resources you got to get this nigga away from them. I believe it when I see it. However, but apparently the, the prime minister already said no to Trump. So, But that's another thing. That shit don't work when nobody respects your president. Exactly. If Obama had said that shit, oh, he would have been out. They, he probably would have been out. He would have been out fifteen minutes but later. Trump, <laughs> nobody <laughs> really respects him in the fucking world. No. Let's be clear. Not at all. Not at all. When you got your whole team saying, "Oh yeah, what you was doing was racist," it is a problem. You got your whole team turning their back on you, front. Like you, you just, just, you just gotta get about get get this guy up out of here. Get him out of here. So apparently, um, so of course earlier in the year, um, Eddie Murphy announced that he was uh they were doing a coming to America too. Yes. And, and apparently, Arsenio Hall just announced that he's on board for it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that literally just happened today, apparently. Yes, yeah, uh, this morning. So, uh, dope. Uh, yeah. Dope. What's, what has Prince Akeem and uh, Simi been up to since, oof, since they first arrived in Queens back in the day? Well, I mean, they went back eventually, so I don't know if they stayed. Well, yeah, matter of fact, yeah, they went back home to uh, Zamunda. But, you know, what if they did come back to uh, present time NYC? 
so much has changed in Queens, New York. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> Niggas got to learn Instagram and shit. Instagram? And tweets and shit. Instagram? And tweets and shit. Tweets. I mean, his wife is American, so maybe she know. I don't know. Well, I mean, she is the daughter to uh, the best food chain in the game. Whack Arnold's. <laughs> McDowell's, excuse me. McDowell's. Um, also today, because I am a nerd, I have to point out that the Comic-Con is going on right now in San Diego. One year, I'm going to be there. One year. Matter of fact, one day, I'm going to get this podcast there. For sure. Yeah, we're going to host there one day. I'm guaranteeing it. It's going to happen. Put it out there. It's going to happen. I'm put, putting that energy out there. Put the energy out there. Put it into the universe. I'm going to, Um, it's going to happen. I can't wait. Um, Hear that, listeners? Put out the energy that you deserve and good things shall follow. Very much so. Um, blessings on blessings on blessings. What else is going on before we close this shit out? Because I'm trying speaking to speaking of speaking of Eddie Murphy, they talking about giving him a comedy special. Oh yeah, Netflix. Eddie Murphy said he's he so he was on um Jerry on Jerry uh, Seinfeld's um comedians getting in cars getting coffee or some shit. Yeah, and he talked about he 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 thought about going doing another stand up special, but he said it has to be right. Then the news comes out that apparently Netflix got a seventy million dollars special um, um deal on the, um on the table from do one special seventy million. Million dollars for one. Damn. And you know what? I better not hear a damn thing about nobody complaining. I don't want to hit no Monique. I don't want to hit no nobody. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Nope. Just seat down. Here's the stadium. Take a seat. Seat down. Seat down. And watch and learn. Watch and learn. I just wonder. What color is he gonna wear for the special? Like, is he gonna, he gonna break out the leather suit again? Yeah, I don't think his kids want to see him in that, that shit. The is red or that raw purple. I don't, think his, I don't think his kids want to see him in that shit. <laughs> I think his kids are crying him. He got too many kids now. I think they're probably crying. Hey, listen, this, plus I don't even think they can make a leather suit his size anymore. I don't think he can get in that. If shit Tracy anymore. Morgan can do it, so can Eddie Murphy. Yeah, we don't want it. Nobody wants to see Tracy Morgan. I don't. First of all, I don't, I don't like Tracy Morgan, but whatever. If Tracy Morgan can fit his big ass into a red leather get up, I'm pretty sure Eddie Murphy can do it. Have it tag or made. There's no excuses. So you know what I noticed lately? So for whatever reason, I got recently back into Pokemon Go. I don't know why. I just did. Yeah, I noticed. It's quite it's quite obsessive. And I don't know why, but I did. That's, um, that's why you're back into it. It's just the most obsessive game ever. Yeah, but I, I, it was off it for two years. And then for some reason... You picked it back up. I picked it back up. <laughs> I don't know why. It's calling you. I think it's I think it's when you. I got back down to Detroit because it was so many, so many fucking Pokestars around there and shit. And so many Pokemon, I don't know. But I got back into the game. I'm fucking obsessed so, with it. So, I was obsessed with it just like I'm obsessed with fucking um, Candy Crush, but I'm still mad about that. Because I'm talking about whenever you get obsessed with that fucking game. Um, oh, but I, you know what? As much as I'm obsessed with it, I never send anybody in, in stupid requests on Facebook. I refuse to do that part. I will never do <laughs> yeah, that dumb shit. Right. I will never do that dumb shit. You can never expect me to do that dumb shit. Fuck all of that. Sounds about right. Yeah, I'm never doing that shit. Because this it guy will never has, go that far. This guy has no friends whatsoever. I have a thousand friends on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, so shut the fuck yeah, up. No friends and hate everybody. I hate everybody, but that doesn't mean I don't have any friends. <laughs> I have a, I have friends that I don't hate, and I have the rest of them because I don't fucking care about. That's all. Mm. But they love me. They don't know I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> what they do now? No, they don't. No, they don't. That's it. Eventually, <laughs> people know I don't like people. You're the most social. I just social person I've ever met. <laughs> it's called being a chameleon. <laughs> no, it's a talent. 
I was a I was I worked in sales for fucking fifteen years. That's not a talent. <laughs> actually it is. That's not a to be a person that's who's a condition. antisocial and don't really like people, but I can sell my ass off to anybody and talk to any go into any space and talk to anybody and and feel comfortable in those situations, even though I really don't want to be there. But you would never know if you didn't know me. Yeah, that she is in the building. That's yeah, a very good talent. Oh, uh, that's both of us then. Yeah, but you you people know just that you don't you don't be there. It's obvious when you don't want to be somewhere. You still anti-social sitting there by yourself until somebody come to you. Like, I actually interact with people, like, proactively, yeah, that, nigga. That, that changed over the years. I haven't seen that. That's because you're not around me as much. That's because you married, nigga. That Ba-doom! <laughs> not And we married. got there again. No, no, we're not this there again. This nigga married. No, no, he's not. Meet him at the altar no, in her me. lane. Just meet me at the bar. She ain't no younger. Your mind's well doing it. I can't wait till you get quote unquote married. I don't give you so much shit. Ooh. Nigga, you gonna be in my wedding if I ever get married. Fuck that. No, I'm gonna give you so much shit along the way. That'll be your job, nigga. I don't need a job to do that. I'll do it for free. Nigga, you, you know how many people are plotting against me? My sisters are plotting against me whenever I have a kid so they can buy me all these stupid ass um, noise making gifts because of all the shit I bought my nieces. I don't fucking care. All I'm right. not worried. Okay. I ain't never scared. Okay. I ain't never scared. I ain't never scared. My petty just knows no bounds. Okay. I know no bounds. Sure. All right. <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah. When the day comes, we'll we'll put that theory to the test. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. And it's how this shit outside, by the way. It is disrespectful. I gotta go back out there and uh, probably yeah, figure fuck. out probably figure out what I'm gonna do with the rest of my day. Probably go home. See the to your wife Actually go see my mom So Aww You gonna take the wife with you? Shut up <laughs> Shut up Shut <laughs> your face Ah, oh, I so, felt great No you don't I felt great No, no. I felt great No One day though Yeah one my day My hero grow Longer Yeah I'm Continue gonna, to grow I'm gonna give you so much shit For For avoiding all the things you hate Avoid things I hate. I just everything has to happen in, in perfect time. I still haven't bought my dogs yet. What am I doing that's how I move yet? I know I'm gonna buy them, but I hated dogs for a very long time. King Bob. But they're gonna be awesome. King Bob. I already get well, one's gonna be Dane King Bob and one's gonna be um Groot. I don't know what the I don't, <laughs> I don't know Groot, yeah. I don't know what the other one's gonna be named yet. I haven't thought about it yet. King Bob. But the first two I already know the names for. Groot is going to be my bulldog because I think a bulldog just looks like a Groot. But <laughs> <laughs> like if you look at bulldog, English what? bulldog's face, he looks like he's like a Groot. Like that little nigga looks like a Groot. He just does. I feel like he looks like his name will be Groot, nigga. You have a. He just like he got an aggressive ass name, Groot, nigga. Groot, nigga. It's that nigga Groot. Don't yeah, nigga. Don't fuck with that nigga Groot. That nigga Groot, don't fuck with him, that nigga. That nigga got problems over there. Other shit, man. I don't, I don't fuck with We're stupid. Um. <laughs> so, with that being said, I don't really have shit else to talk about. Um. Me neither. I'm just I'm about done. to go enjoy life. Yeah, we're going we gonna to go and try um, to not burn up in this hot-ass weather. I'm going to go find Pokemon. Um, right, he's going to be the very best that no one ever was. Okay, Ash. All right, nigga. 
She was an ass nigga. All right, shouts shouts to Ash, by the way, shout even though I can't stand her white ass. Um, <laughs> oh but whatever God. the case may be. <laughs> um, we miss you, Ashley. I, I do. I don't. Well, no, with every bullet so far, I've tried. Um, Al Bundy joke. <laughs> Nigga, that joke been going on since before, fam. Um, what was that show again? Married with Children? Married with Children. Ah, the memories. And it's funny, for 20 years later, he plays the same exact character, but older, on fucking um, Modern, Modern family. family. That is hilarious. <laughs> but he finally got his young lady. He always wanted a young girl. He got her. Yep. Yeah, it worked hey, out. Hey, uh-huh. hey, all you gotta do is just move. Uh-huh. All you gotta do is just move from Chicago to LA. Right. Um, but that being said, um, for um for myself, Will K the King, for C Wade, yep, and yep. for Al Bundy and Polk High School. Um and all have the, a good weekend. All enjoy the, the hammers out there. Enjoy the weather. Um it's the hot it's the hot it's a hot boy summer. Hot boy. Boy. Well, all the chickens, ducks. Shouts to everybody having the fun, enjoying their summer, enjoying the heat, out there partying, drinking, barbecuing, whatever y'all doing out there. Enjoy it, make the best of it, live your life, and live, love, life, and all that other bullshit, you know, all the cliches that you want to put out there. With that being said, I'm about to sign off this bitch. I'm going to go chill. And, um, it's out here, bitch. We out. Why? <laughs>